episode. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. We got a lot of stuff. We've got a pirate god. Yeah. We've got a who's your sky daddy. Yep. We've got a letter. Yes. We've got a story. We have a story. <laughs> um, a harrowing event. Oh, shit. Yeah. Also, we have fun wine charms from a listener. Yes, we will talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking amazing wine so, they're charms. They're so great. Yeah. They're so great. That have been sitting in the post office box since mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Because we suck. Okay. <laughs> well, it's going to be a fun one. Should we get to it? we get to it? Yeah. Uh, be right back. Mm-hmm. Hey, Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl figuring out her shit. Just trying to figure out her life. <laughs> I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. Yeah, so we had quite the experience figuring out both our lives that flashed before our eyes <laughs> this past <laughs> last weekend. Last weekend. Friday. Mm. It was exactly Friday. No, nope, so, it was Saturday. Doesn't matter. Mm, it was over the weekend. So, okay, I'm going to set the stage. Set it. My cousins came to visit us at the lake, or no, the river, river cottage. House. I love your cousins, by the way. Uh, they're so fun. Yeah. They're my second cousins. Whatevs. Yeah, because uh, my cousin Tom, his mother and my mother were first cousins. Okay. So we are second cousins. Okay. I don't know how that works. Sure. That's kind of how it works. I just uh, explained it right there. <laughs> now I know how that works, and I will forget. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Okay. So we have a bunch of watercraft at the river house, mm-hmm. meaning— uh, a two-person kayak. Yep. One adult single kayak. Mm-hmm. We now have a stand-up paddleboard. Mm-hmm. You can actually uh, sit on. Stand up and paddle. Kneel on. Yep. Stand up on. So many options there. Uh, yeah. You could yep. lay on it. I laid on it and uh, just used my arms to row for a while. You can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have that pedal boat. Right. Which is you... like the two-person boat where you sit and you pedal. Yep. With your feet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those are the— Like the old school— A pedal boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pedal boat. <laughs> Carry on. Some people say pedal. Some people say paddle. So I always thought it would have to be pedal because you're pedaling. But then I realized as you pedal, the paddle rotates. I know. Hence paddle boat. So pedal paddle, I think they're interchangeable. <laughs> Piddle paddle butter eating poodle battle. Do you know what I'm talking about? The fuck did you Stupid just say? Stupid Dr. Seuss. I don't know. Uh, Dr. Seuss sucked. But evidently. Yeah. So. Huh. But Carry that on. will always forever be imprinted on my brain. Butter piddle paddle? Uh, butter eating poodles in a bottle full of, I don't know. Huh. You, know you know, it's all rhymey. True. Okay, so we all set out on this voyage. Well, you didn't even bring up your other second cousins. What? Tom's daughter. Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so his, what is that? How, okay. What's she related? She's my second cousin once removed. She. Okay. Mm-hmm. So If I had a kid, then they would be third cousins. Well, you're not going to have a kid. No, not so in this that lifetime. line ends here. Mm-hmm. Yep, very purposefully. <laughs> so anywho, it was my cousin Tom, his wife Lisa, mm-hmm. uh, his daughter Erin, and her boyfriend Jake. Yes. Okay. So By we, the way, Erin and Jake are local uh, cornhole champions. Champions. Mm-hmm. Like, like for real, like trophies and I shit. I didn't even know that was a thing. It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evidently, they're amazeballs at mm-hmm. cornhole. Although we had so much going on. 
I didn't even get to cornhole this no. past weekend. No. We were just doing so many things. So anyway, we're all on some sort of watercraft. Mm-hmm. Tom and Lisa are on the two-person kayak. Which turns out had a hole. Carry on. It did. So they were sinking. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we that has that. since been repaired. We plugged yeah. the hole. <laughs> uh, Aaron was on the single kayak. Mm-hmm. Jake was on the stand-up paddleboard. Correct. And we were on the pedal boat. Right. Okay. So Tom decides he wants to check out this creek that it was beautiful. Oh, God. I should put pictures up. Just amazing. Yeah. It was kind of like this little inlet into this little area. And it was, it was, it was beautiful. With huge striped bass jumping around. Oh, yeah. So gorgeous. We know there were striped bass because there was a dead one on the shore. Ah, uh, that was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. May it rest in peace or something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the problem with venturing all the way over to this little cove mm-hmm. was getting back. Should we have been concerned that it was so easy? Like we were hauling ass to in get there? the pedal boat. Yeah, we were we were moving and we weren't pedaling hard. It was easy. Like no, no tired legs. We were just pedaling on into the creek. Yeah, but it took a while to get there from our property. Sure. Yeah. But it was an easy, it was easy journey. Yeah. And so what's funny, we all get in the cove, and then Tom and Lisa w- were out first, probably because they have two people using yeah. upper And they strength. were worried about the hole. They were taking on water, so they were like, we got to get back. So they True. were hauling us. Yes, yeah. so they were hauling us back. We- I just want to point out, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. So from our place, you go into Mackadoc Creek, mm-hmm. which, and then you go north-ish, and then that hits the Potomac up there. But before we got to the Potomac, we turned left down whatever creek it was, which was smaller it's than like Mackadoc Creek looks like a, a big ass, like it's huge. It almost looks like a river. Yeah, basically. big, 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 big. Mm-hmm. And then the creek is was like, I don't know, 40 feet across, you know. Yeah, creek-like. Not that any of that matters, but we want people to get the vision mm, of the okay. story. Okay, I've been listening to books on tape, not on tape, they're on Audible, and they're very detailed. So now I seem, it seems like I'm telling stories in more detail. Good to know. Carry okay. on. Okay. Uh, listeners, are you still with us? Wake mm-hmm. up, wake up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> randomly, somewhere in that other little creek, Lisa found a tomato floating. Mm-hmm. Remember? Floating like tomato. This weird yeah. tomato. She's like, look what I found. It was a floating <laughs> red tomato. Bob the tomato, it ended up being named. <laughs> Bob the tomato. It was mm-hmm. a plum tomato. I don't know if that matters. Yeah, I know you like detail. But it was a Roma tomato. <laughs> it was a Roma. <laughs> it was. For sure it was a Roma. How did that end up in the creek? I don't know. It wasn't even like beat up. It didn't even look like it was thrown no. out in the trash. It was like a good Roma tomato. Like, I know. Could easily go into delicious a pasta sauce. looking tomato. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that <laughs> happened. Uh-huh. So she hands it to me, and I put it in one of the little cup holders that are on the pedal boat. Yeah, next I mean, to your water not, bottle. Next to the water bottle, yeah. which I always have with me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They're not super deep cup holders. They're just no. a little bit shallow, but it fit in there. So anyway, right. that's where the tomato sat. Well, I had my phone, so I could use oh. my camera, and it was in a waterproof case. Yes. Okay. That is a really important detail. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Good All God. Right. So we make it fine into this little tributary creek thing, mm-hmm. and we're turning around. We get stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. At one point, because it gets real shallow near the edges, and we didn't realize that. It was right by the uh, dead striped bass, Mm -hmm. and there was a dead crab there as well, upside down. Small one. So we thought we were in, like, the zombie fish zone. We did call it zombie (laughs) fish zone. Should that have been a premonition that shit was about to go south? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably should have. So we somehow get out of that mud situation. Yeah, I was going to jump in and push us back because it was hard, but when I shoved my oar down— You didn't have an oar. Hmm. Somebody had an oar. I don't know We didn't have an oar. Did I put my leg over? If we had an oar, 
we would this have been problem would not have happened. <laughs> we would have been in good shape. Somehow I realized. Did you put your foot down in? The, I might have just to see. Water? I think I think I did, and okay. it was just like you couldn't hit mucky. the bottom because it was mucky. Yeah. Okay. We probably would have gotten stuck. You probably would have lost your water sock or whatever they. And that call would not things. be good because it's rainbow. <laughs> Don't want to lose a rainbow water shoe. <laughs> All right. So we're turning around, trying to head out of this creek. Right. Mm-hmm. We could not gain any sort of momentum. We couldn't. We were pedaling, 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 pedaling. It was like we were going nowhere. Yeah. On so the way the, out. So the assumption was that we broke the paddle. Yeah. That turns when you pedal. We're like, oh, it must have broken because you couldn't move. Like while we got stuck in the mud, maybe. Right. Something happened. Right. Because I thought that there was a paddle up front mm. and one in the back that was connected to the pedals. Oh, I guess there's just the one. Yeah. But anyway, we could not go anywhere. Mm-mm. And Tom and Lisa were hauling ass. They were pretty much gone. Yeah, because they were taking on water. Right. And Jake and, and Aaron were ahead of us, but not by much. Because So we're like, help. Well, they kept turning around to make sure we were okay, which was really sweet. It was. And we weren't because we weren't going anywhere. We were not going anywhere. So they turn around and come back to try to help us. So they're like, we're trying to hold on to their boats as they pedal. It's a shit show. (laughs) We're still not going anywhere. The pedal boat is super heavy. (laughs) So as they're trying to like move us. Oh, yeah. It's turning their boards around. Right. It was a horrible shit show. It was like like a, a mash of shit. I would say the pedal boat by itself is close to 100 pounds. And then yeah, there's yeah. our weight on top of that, which, which we makes don't it have 150. to disclose. <laughs> anyway, it was heavy. Yeah. So there, I you just know, want to point out that Mary's side of the pedal boat was like deeper. Into which is the, weird. I do way more than you. You do. Maybe I'm there's sure. a hole on that side. I don't know. I don't know what is going on. But anyway, so they're trying to get us out of this creek mm-hmm. and failing. Meanwhile, we hear this motor... And this family on a boat. Big boat. Uh-huh. Old dude, middle woman, young kid. It kind of seemed like grandpa, then the mom, and then the child. Okay. I, totally I, my assumption. I don't know. I didn't really. Could have been three complete strangers who met at a bar. I don't know. <laughs> they just happened to be on a boat Which together. Could have You been. never know. <laughs> didn't think to ask that. Huh. Yeah. So they were on their way over to Maryland to go yep. to a restaurant. Which, which is, is not difficult You get on the do. Potomac. Yep. You got yeah. to cross the Potomac to do mm-hmm. that. Not difficult to do if no. you've got the right type of vessel. <laughs> so right. we asked them if they wouldn't mind giving us a tow out of the creek, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then I guess we were going to figure it out from there. Yes. I don't know. That's for some reason, we thought once gotten. we got out of the creek, it would be easy to— I don't know why we thought this. Uh, well, it's not true. So <laughs> I think we just presented them with, will you just tow us out of the creek uh-huh. to get them to help? <laughs> we didn't want to tell them the full story no. where we needed to go, <laughs> how far down we needed to go. I don't really know how far down that— was half well, mile maybe? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. It, which is a long way to go in a pedal boat. It is. So they agreed. They agreed to tow us uh, out of the of that little creek that we were in. Mm-hmm. So you know, we tie up the thing to the front of the pedal boat. The yeah, there's rope. like a handle on the front of the pedal boat. Yeah. yeah. So we just kind of they had a carabiners. We clipped it in, and they mm-hmm. started to tow us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was going fairly slow. Yeah, I think the fine. woman kept telling him to to slow down a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah, he kind of wanted to gun it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when they got out of the creek into the more open water, they agreed to take us to our dock. Yeah. Once we got out of the creek, they're like, now what do you want us to do? Because <laughs> yeah. we we thought that the pedal boat was broken. True. Turns out it was just the current was so strong, like under the surface of the water. Yeah. Like in the creek, you couldn't tell that there was a current. Well, I guess because it was 
assisting us on the way there. Yeah. And we were going against it on the way back. So it kind of fucked us. So anyway. They asked what, what, what we wanted them to do with us. And we said, you know, if you wouldn't mind... We're not that far down. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a lie. Um, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind tow us, towing us the rest of the way in. Because by then, I was so tired of trying to pedal. I'm like, just fucking tow yeah, us. Yeah, our legs are tired. just a few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So agreed to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this guy just starts to gun it. Yes. And we take on. It just, it was like happening super fast and in, slow, in motion slow motion at the same time. Yeah. So I noticed I'm starting to, like, take on a lot of water. Oh, and from the front. On the like front. Like, the water. I knew it was it was, <laughs> it it was, was going a done deal. <laughs> and, by the way, I had been taking pictures and video with my phone oh, yeah. out of the plastic. Oh, yeah, you did. And had put the phone back in the plastic. Thank um, God. Tender mercy. <laughs> um, I was probably inspired. So I would put it back in the protective plastic Thank case. God you had that. Right? Wow, what a shit show. Mm-hmm. So— you see us going in nose first. Oh, hell yeah. And, and you jumped out of the way. I jumped out of the side. And yeah. I've never been in a capsizing boat before, but my instinct kicked in mm-hmm. from from watching the movie Titanic. And I'm like, you jump away. Because if the thing's going to go all the way under, mm-hmm. it's either going to, it might hit you, like the swirling of it might take you yeah. down, which it wouldn't really happen with a hundred pound mm-hmm. paddle boat. But I I was in the zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you, you did well. And I had a life jacket on. Someone else didn't. Who was that? Okay, so... Um, can we also mention the shard of metal that was on the back of <laughs> the boat? That I was supposed to take off. <laughs> the pole. Yeah. So these pedal boats come with an awning mm-hmm. on an aluminum pole, essentially. Yeah. Ours had broken in half. In a huge-ass storm Yeah. that I might have talked about last week. I don't know. I don't know. It was hmm. already not really attached. Yeah, it was janky, but this this made it break, so there's jagged metal. So, yeah, so there's a half-pole jagged metal thing swinging around mm-hmm. once it starts to go underwater. Mm-hmm. And I end up trapped under the boat. How did you not jump to the side? Like, what happened? Well, A, it was going down on my side faster than on your side because it was just taking more water in over there. Okay. That's also where it was tied to the other boat was on my side. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, yes. In the front. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just— Again, it kind of happened super fast and also in slow motion because it's once it started to go down, I just was like, oh, shit, I'm going in. It was every man for themselves at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or person. Whatever. Uh-huh. And I noticed I was trapped under the boat. And Wait, how did you get trapped under the boat? Because the back flipped forward and I was underneath it. Oh, and the whole thing flipped over. The whole thing flipped over. Yeah, in I'm an I'm underneath it. hmm And there's a jagged piece of metal <laughs> God. Coming towards my neck. Like, the whole thing was, like, scary. Meanwhile, I'm, like, comfortable in my life jacket, kind of bobbing up, like, looking for Mary's head to pop up somewhere. I know. And I'm like, hey, where the hell's a life jacket? Mm-hmm. It's got to be here somewhere. Uh-huh. So I'm like, Shelly, can you find the life jacket? Yeah, I can't see Mary yet, but I know that she's not dead because I can hear her. <laughs> Shelly, get my life jacket. I'm like, all right. So I have to, like, go partially under the boat because the life jacket was entrapped under the uh-huh. overturned boat. Uh-huh. Grab that. Then I hear Mary, get my water bottle. <laughs> get my water bottle. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Her water bottle's floating, right? Yeah. Grab the water bottle. So you grab the water bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hang on to their boat. So the people are like, holy fuck, what's happening? Yeah. You went too fast, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Yeah. We had to retie. I think the handle broke off. Yeah. Of where it was tied to yes. the pedal boat. So we had to retie it to their boat because they were still willing to, like, drag this overturned <laughs> boat in. You're hanging on. Where did you hang on? To the pedal boat? Yeah. So big boat, towing yeah. pedal boat, okay. towing me. Towing you. I'm holding on with my left hand. Uh-huh. 
and trying to video with my right (laughs) hand because at this point this shit's funny. (laughs) Um, And I'm just holding on. And the second they take off, like, I don't know why the guy was still going fast. I'm like, you know how hard it is to hold on to, to like, it's not even a handle. It was just like some end of the fucking thing. Oof. And I'm trying to video. And at the same <laughs> fucking time, jellyfish oh, in yeah. my armpit. Stings <laughs> yeah. my armpit. Hurt like a <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I forgot about that. I wonder if I squeezed him accidentally in there. Because Probably. I'll have to put a picture up when this comes out. It's almost like jellyfish was going for my side boob. <laughs> and didn't quite get in and then just decided they would burn everything around my pit. It's it's miserable. It was horrible. It was trying to cup a feel. Totally. With Which I a understand. a lot of different yeah. uh, tentacle, tentacles. <laughs> Not testicles. <laughs> no. No. It just testicles all over me. What is that <laughs> movie? Sorry, I didn't do the accent very well. It was awesome. Better off dead. Okay. Anywho, that was your situation. Yeah. Meanwhile, whether Jake liked it or not, I climb on the back of his... <laughs> Uh, Pedalboard. Paddleboard. Paddleboard, the stand-up paddleboard. Stand-up paddleboard. Paddleboard is not easy. Yeah, so he's sitting and paddling. I grab onto the back. I'm like, oh, at least I'll help him kick. So I'm kicking from the back. I don't know if that helped or not. Meanwhile, I'm like, hey, look, there's the tomato. (laughs) The tomato made it. (laughs) So I like pick up the tomato tomato. out of the water. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I know. So crazy. So Jake... His Got arms were ha- burning. Oh, for sure. And then um, Aaron's just like having a great time watching us and laughing. <laughs> I'm trying to film shit. So then my my left arm got really tired. Mm-hmm. So when I'm holding on to the left side of my left arm, my body's right behind the boat. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a ton of, of weight because it kind of goes out like in a V. Then my left arm got really, really tired. Because this is a good 20 minute of dragging, right? <laughs> of dragging. Dragging me in a huge ass life jacket. Uh-huh. So then I switch over to right, my right hand, which, again, not easy to shimmy myself over to the side before I let go and get my right hand on that corner. But now my face is, like, right in the V of the wake <laughs> that's, like, coming at me. I'm, I'm, I'm like, gargling water. Oh, my life jacket is crazy. My uh-huh. swimsuit was around my ankles by then. Like, dude was cruising. I'm all, what the fuck? Seriously. Like, I mean, I didn't say anything because I was grateful. Mm-hmm. But the, the last 10 minutes was just— I think he was just glad to drop our asses off. I think he was annoyed. <laughs> I think, so I think he was annoyed. Too. The lady was nice, and the boy was nice. I was chatting with them when I could. But you know what? They have a good story to tell, too, now. <laughs> That's so. true. I wonder if they're podcasting and telling a story. <laughs> yeah. So as we get closer to the dock, Tom, who had already gotten back because they hauled ass on the mm-hmm. double kayak, he's like sitting on the dock, and he sees us. Uh-huh. And, you know, we hear later, he's like, I see y'all. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> we must have looked so ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> boat hauling, pedal boat hauling me, me trying to film a uh, swimsuit around my underwear or swimsuit around my ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Jake struggling with my weight on the back of his stand-up paddleboard. <laughs> the whole thing was so crazy. It was a total shit show. It was a shit show. But made a good story. It did, and we ended up having a nap like the rest of the day. I was exhausted. I guess we went antiquing after the nap. We did. Yeah. I'm just glad I didn't end up with a metal pole in my neck. That would have been bad. I'm yeah. glad I put my phone back in the waterproof case. Oh, yeah. That would have been bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm most grateful— that you were able to rescue Bob the tomato. <laughs> we still have that damn tomato. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we got to do something with it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was our weekend adventure. Yeah. Wow. So we are here to tell about it. So that's mm-hmm. great news. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Heavenly Father. Oh, should we give some glory to God? Yeah, because he had everything to do with it. If God had everything to do with it, he wouldn't have, he would have told Mr. Old Man to fucking not haul ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> or he would have changed the current instantly to push us back out of the creek. Or he would have been so upset with the, the guy who was hauling ass that he would have taken vengeance on him. Mm, is that your uh, segue? That <laughs> could be my segue into Who's Your Sky Daddy? Is that our new intro? <laughs> you like it? I bet the I, I bet um Leave It in Dan will put reverb. Oh, 100 percent I might put some, I don't know, planes flying by or something. <laughs> That's a good idea. You like it? Yeah. Okay. Planes flying by. All right. So yeah, I looked up Vengeful God, like Vengeful God mm-hmm. Bible verses, and there's like 30 on this website. Yeah. And I sent them to you. You know, <laughs> those of you who think that God is, you know, loving love. and forgiving. God is love. It's bullshit. <laughs> At least Old Testament God. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not going to judge which God you believe in, but Old Testament God is an ass. He's angry. Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy mm-hmm. is angry and vengeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, likes to take out his wrath on his whoever mm-hmm. his enemies are. Mm-hmm. Quote, enemies. Well, who are God's enemies? Like, who are they? People who are like, screw you. It would be people who make fun of the bald man. Children <laughs> who make fun of the bald man. Or people like us who make fun of Sky Daddy. Mm-hmm. Are we God's Strike enemies? Strike me down. <laughs> oh. Didn't happen. No, I didn't get the aluminum pipe in my neck. I'm starting <laughs> to think it's all fake, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> that would been the perfect opportunity for Sky Daddy to just do Be you like, in. like, screw you. You've been making fun of me on this podcast. <laughs> you mean lesbian. <laughs> That's right. I'll show you. <laughs> At least I wouldn't need a tetanus shot because it's aluminum. True. Yeah? Yeah. They don't, you only get it from steel? Iron? Uh, anything rusty. Okay. Yeah. So aluminum doesn't rust oh. as far as I know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Listeners, if you have anything to say <laughs> contrary to that, of course, let I us mean, know. I mean, I think I would have been in a whole other world of hurt. <laughs> you would have. You would have. <laughs> but I wouldn't have needed a tetanus shot, maybe. Right. Okay. Shall we talk about how much of a douche Sky Daddy is today? You know what's funny? This begins with Psalms. Psalm, oh. whatever. And these are supposed to be like lovely poems. Oh, yeah. Let's hear some. Here's one. Psalm 94.1. Oh, Lord, God of vengeance, God of vengeance, shine forth. It sounds real poetic to yeah. me. Yeah. A, it doesn't rhyme. B, I wouldn't want anyone to write that poetry about me. Here's another one. Oh, Lord, our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them and yet an avenger of their evil deeds. So wait a minute. How do you do both? He's like two-faced. He's like, um, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. And then, oh, I'll forgive you eventually. No, he killed him at After the end. Dead. He avenged them at the end. When did he forgive them? Well, it says you were a forgiving God. Oh, but not anymore. No, because people got evil, meaning what? I don't know. You pissed God off. You ate shrimp. <laughs> Crustaceans. <laughs> shellfish. I don't know. They didn't mm-hmm. follow whatever commands some man told them to follow. Oh, here's what might have happened. Here's in Thessalonians. 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 Dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Oh. So if you don't obey the gospel of my all-loving son, I'm going to deal out some fucking retribution. Oh. Okay. <sighs> Thanks, Sky Daddy. Here's another fun one. I will also bring upon you a sword which will execute vengeance for the covenant. And when you gather together into your cities, I will send pestilence among you. Oh, my goodness. So that you shall be delivered into enemy hands. Wow. The fuck? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a sword. Mm -hmm. I'm going to execute vengeance. Mm -hmm. And then when you run from me, 
I'm going to send pestilence, not sure what that is, so that the enemies of you will come and get you and kill you. I would say like COVID would be a pestilence. Oh. Like so, bubonic plague. So we're waiting for enemies now? <laughs> huh. Yeah, who are the enemies? I don't know. I, I, I don't think know. I have any. Yeah. I think that's what pestilence is. Or it could be, maybe it's like drought or famine or something. It's some sort of bad shit. When, it, when I hear pestilence, <laughs> obviously I hear like the locust swarm because pestilence. Mm, but I'm sure that's not actually, a, in, hmm. it's not correct. It's just how I do it in my own little bitty head. Hmm. Well, you can think about it any way you want, but I'm pretty sure it's like a plague. Mm-hmm. Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that all we have in our I'm gonna sky? I'm going to do one daddy? more because this more. Okay. phenomenal. <clears throat> Jeremiah says, Sharpen the arrows, fill the quivers. The Lord has aroused Ooh. the spirit of the king of the Medes. Where is Medes? Doesn't matter. Know. It's fake. Because <laughs> his purpose is against Babylon to destroy it, for it is the vengeance of the Lord. Vengeance for his temple. Oh my goodness. The fuck? Yeah, you can't, like, halt that temple progress. No, not when Sky Daddy's involved. No, because you're, you're going to get some vengeance. Via mm. sharpened arrows. Quiver. Quiverful. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that have a special meaning in Mormondom? No, not Mormondom, but some weird— Oh, the—, the What is that? Shit. That's a ten, ten, religion? 15 kids and counting. Remember that show with uh, Jim whatever and the other, his uh, wife? Yeah, I, I yeah they know. were of a quiverful religion. Quiverful. All right. Well, there you go. There's your quiver. Full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right there. Jesus. So you can take out your frustrations on your enemies that yeah. are halting temple progress or some shit. Hmm. Speaking of temple progress, mm-hmm. how's that uh, flip the finger on the temple book coming along? Oh, yeah. We've got uh, Jessa, who is also one of the moderators of our Facebook discussion group, working on that. Yeah, what I need to do is get them all in a folder so it makes it really easy for her mm. to gather all those together. Mm-hmm. So that is on my short to-do list, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that project is continuing. It's going to be awesome. Slow and steady wins the race. I'm thinking, though, anyone who buys the Temple book, by the way, all proceeds go to Flourish. Yes. I think anyone who buys that, they they might be at risk for arrows and quivers and vengeance from Sky Daddy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. He's a great dad. (laughs) He's pretty awesome. Yeah. uh, Where's the love? (laughs) Where's like, where is the love? <laughs> well, and he's talking about forgiveness in that one verse, but then it really is just about vengeance. So yeah. how does the forgiveness work? How do you get both? You don't. Yeah, I don't. It's I fake. don't know. It's not something I'm interested in. Like, don't piss Sky Daddy off if he gets don't up on the wrong it. side of the bed. Don't no, do it. she bears. We, we've seen this. <laughs> we know that the she bears are all waiting. They're going to get you. It's so funny that it's the female bears. I guess they're the mean ones. Because, <laughs> you know, they're protecting their cubs. Yeah, but they're killing children. Because God said. <laughs> Sky Daddy, thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord, Sky Daddy, it's always a treat mm-hmm. to uh, read about you. Okay, I think we should take a little break. Okay. When we get back, we have a letter to read. Wait, but first we got a gift in the mail. We did. Why don't we talk about the gift we got after the break as well? Okay. Okay. And a response to last week's episode. All right, after we the got break. all that coming up after the and, break. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> And we're back. Just like that. Yep. So the episode that we did, which talked about the, like— Annoying things Mormons do, current No, Mormons no, no, do. the one about how sister missionaries are supposed to behave, where they're like, oh. if you gain even one pound, that's one yeah. too many. You know, yeah, like, yeah, have yeah. a snack of lettuce, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know what episode that was, but it was some bullshit. Uh-huh. So I got a message from a lady— 
who says, holy shit. I just heard episode 129, I guess is what it was. The Sister Missionary Podcast, mm. exactly the reason that I left the church, fat shaming. Mm. She goes on to say, wow, the absolute disrespectful behavior of my stake president was, wow. Thank mm. you for talking about this. Of course, I said, ugh, fuck them. I'm so sorry you had to deal with it. She goes on, it was so bad. I was so ready to go on my mission. So she had turned in her papers and was going to go on a mission. Okay. Like, yay, Molly Mormon. I was going to be a good server. All cleared to go. And because I was an eye candy material, nah, God wouldn't want that. Mm. So I left. Wow. I found my true self and haven't looked back. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. Seriously. So she was cleared to go on a mission. And then she goes to like her last whatever meeting with the stake president. He's basically like, mm, you're too fat. You're too fat. Damn. So let's pretend there's someone who's wanting to go on a mission mm-hmm. and they are overweight. Okay. And perhaps to the point that going door to door would be hard for them okay. on their health. Okay. There are still things you can do as a missionary. For sure. What if you're um, in a wheelchair? No, you're not serving a mission. Oh, seriously? No, actually, I don't know. If you're in a wheelchair, you can't serve a mission? No, I don't know. I just said—basically, I'm saying if you can't go door-to-door— Well, yeah. My point is, you don't just have to go door-to-door. But I think that this friend here hit it right on the head. It had nothing to do with her abilities to be a server of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It was that she wasn't eye candy. Right. She was too fat. Mm, That's awful. That fucking sucks. Tender mercy, though, because of this incident, she's like, fuck y'all, I'm out. And she left Mm -hmm. the church and is for sure happy now, according to her. Of course she is. That's awesome. Yeah. But what a horrible thing to have to go through. Because when you're going to go on a mission, you're announcing it to everyone. You're excited. You're Mm -hmm. telling people, I turned my papers in. Your parents are all pumped, blah, blah. And then all Mm. of a sudden, you're not going. Yeah. Too fat. Sorry. Get the too fat stamp. And then what? Then what do you tell people? Oh, I couldn't go. um, mm -hmm. And then the shame. Oh, so much shame. Mm -hmm. And... That mission president or whoever denies you is saying, you're not good enough for this mission. And you internalize, I'm not good enough for Jesus. Exactly. And I'm not good enough. Yeah. And it ends there. I'm not good enough. enough. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's exactly what you feel. Fuck Mormons. Fuck that shit. Mm -mm. I think, you know, if you choose to believe in any sort of savior, let's say, or creative spirit, or however you want to phrase it, so that being, mm-hmm. force, being, what have you, loves you. Mm-hmm. That being loves you. I don't believe there's anything that we need to change or do differently mm-hmm. to uh, inspire love from whatever created us, if we yeah. choose to believe in it. Right. I want to point out as well, it's not like the Mormon church was going to pay for her mission. Right. She was going to pay her uh-huh. own way, like yeah. they all do. Pay her own way. Serve out of her own choice. Uh-huh. Follow their rules. Again, pay her own way. Right. But no, sorry, too fat. Not good enough. We don't want you to go. Yeah. Not good enough. Right. Oh, God. Fuck them hard. Yeah, fuck them. Should we uh, transition into a letter that also makes us want to say, fuck you, Mormon Church? Shall we? Yes. Okay. Hey, let's do our little opening. We don't do that all the time. Okay. It's time once again for another LDL letter. What do you think? Let's try one more time. Really? Uh, you, no. you didn't like that one? It was great. 
<laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, this is from Jasmine O. Hi, Jasmine O. This came in April of 2020. Oh, so a little over a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully Jasmine O still these. listens. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Dear Mary and Shelley, your podcast has brought a lot of joy and relief into my life. Aww. Hopefully not like the Relief Society, though. No, we don't want the, the Relief Society. <laughs> relief Society? Mm-hmm. You both are beautiful women with marvelous personalities and your senses of humor and unique perspectives on this shit stain that is life. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> helped so many people. Thank you. You're That's welcome. awesome. I'm always here for, for help during a good shit stain. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I bring my wipes and my bleach. <laughs> I got this. She goes on to say, okay, that's enough ass kissery. Mm. Is it? No, it's, there's never enough. Keep going. <laughs> Jasmine O, carry on. Didn't we Keep already going. talk about our love languages? And uh-huh. Shelly can handle more ass kissery. Bring it. If you want to throw it her way. She can <laughs> definitely handle it. It's a need. My name is Jasmine. I'm 29, and I left the church about four years ago. Way to go! She says, my story is pretty typical. I was raised LDS in Southern California. While my parents were pretty strict— they weren't Gestapo level. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Were your parents, Shelly, Gestapo level a little bit? Your dad? Yeah. Okay. She says, my father is my mother's second husband. While my two older sisters have a different father, I love them to death and we have always been close. The point is, my family isn't your cookie cutter LDS family. All three of my sisters and my mother have at least one tattoo. What? Wow. Huh. Nuancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, are they still in? I don't know. Keep reading. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. All of my sisters have had spats of inactivity here and there. Okay. But they've all settled on staying active in the church for mm-hmm. now at least. So there okay. you go. There's your answer. They're in the church. Okay. I wonder how that goes down. I wonder if the tattoos are visible and if anyone says anything or if they're in places where you can't see them. I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Jasmine says, while I don't fault my mother and father for the way they raised me and I love and respect them immensely— one mistake they did make was putting too much pressure on me. Mm-hmm. During my teenage years, they constantly reminded me that out of all the girls, there was something special about me. And so I was held to a higher standard. Oof, I wonder how that made your sisters feel. Or any of them, right? Sure, no, for sure. Yeah. Like, it doesn't do—you're not making the special one feel special. But if you are, you're also making her feel super stressed. And uh-huh. if the older ones know that you're the special one— Fucks them up, too. Exactly. Guess what? None of my kids are special. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You mean to say all of Uh, my kids are special? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Funny. Uh, Jasmine says, in other words, it was okay if my sisters fucked up or if kids in my seminary class fucked up, but it was not okay if I did because I would lose out on whatever God had in store for me. No pressure. No, not at all. She says, not only did this mentally put too much pressure on me, it made me arrogant. I hid this arrogance well, but I always saw myself as more spiritual than other kids my age, and I definitely sought callings and advancement in the church. But she was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like you were. Oh, yeah. No, I was just as fun. Uh Yeah. I'm ashamed that I let myself develop this arrogance. However, I also hated myself. Mm -hmm. Oof. While I told myself I loved Mormonism and I chose to pray and read my scriptures and go to activities and serve a mission, I harbored a ton of resentment toward the church. I did what thousands of other Mormons do and told myself that resentment came from the devil and I needed to ignore it. 
Yeah, you don't get to have feelings. No. That aren't like chippers, that Susie aren't Sunshine. Like fake, I'm so happy to be Mormon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, she says, I went to BYU, Idaho, BYU, Hawaii, and then went on a mission to Peru. There you go. Before my mission, I made a promise to God. I told her, him, they, that the mission was my last stand. If I came home and still felt wrong about certain aspects of Mormonism and felt resentment toward the rigid lifestyle imposed on me since childhood, I was out. I wanted God to purge me of these feelings on my mission. You know, I thought that too. Yeah. I was considering going on a mission, but it wasn't because I had this grand desire to serve the Lord. Okay. I just um, wanted my guilt and shame to go away. Mm. Yep. That's it. I wanted Did to it. prove yeah. to God that I was willing to give him all this two years and shit, and then he would purge my guilt and shame. Huh. I but you didn't on. serve a mission. I didn't. I got married instead. Gotcha. Still didn't purge the guilt and shame. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had to do it. Well, for sure. Yeah. Jasmine says, I served the full term of my mission and came home thinking I had truly changed. It only took a few months for me to realize that all I had done on my mission was gloss over all the pain and anguish I felt inside. Mm, yeah. yeah, you kick the can down the road, For right? sure, for sure. Or you think, uh, hopefully— that when this is over, I'll be forgiven or I won't have these or resentment feelings or whatever. I'll have a testimony. I'll understand. Sure. I'll be super righteous and blah, blah. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. Missions suck, people. <laughs> oh, my God. She says, the toxic nature of certain things that are taught to missionaries stayed with me when I got home and nearly drove me over the edge. Here are a few examples. If you don't work when you're sick and tired, you don't love Jesus. That's nice. Wow. How dare you feel any pain or anxiety about missionary service when Jesus suffered for you on the cross and in Gethsemane? Gethsemane. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? You said Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Yeah. Gethsemane. Gethsemane. <laughs> Leave that in, Dan. Uh -huh. <laughs> it shouldn't be oh hard to sit very still. And think about Jesus, his cross on the hill. Or the, in the, the hill. It's got a rhyme. It's got a rhyme with still. <laughs> anyway, that's a little uh, rendition of the primary song, which is basically mm -hmm. like, you can't fucking sit still. Jesus died for your ass, dumb little that's kid. That's right. That's yeah. right. Don't forget, Jesus died for you. That's basically what they're telling you. You didn't get enough ice cream? Well, Jesus died for you. Yeah. Suck yeah. it up. Suck it up. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have anxiety going door to door, knocking on strangers' doors, peddling in them a line of bullshit? Uh -huh. Suck it up. Jesus died for you. That's got to be so hard. Oh, God. That door to door shit with all those doors slamming in your face yeah, all the no time. no one wants to hear this shit anymore because no. it's it's dumb. <laughs> People are starting to think it's all fake. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Okay. Uh, basically, Jasmine says, I had nightmares for two or three years after I got home from Peru. Nightmares where I was back or where I got called out again. God, that would suck. It's like trauma. That's it's trauma. like PTSD. Your brain's trying to fix that trauma for with sure. the dreams. Yep. I saw a therapist, and he told me that missionaries were returning with mild forms of PTSD more and more often. There you go. Called it. Mm-hmm. The problem was I still thought the church was true. Ugh. It got to the point where, as a returned missionary, now at BYU Provo, I looked at my future as an LDS woman and thought I would be better off dead. Fuck. Oh, golly. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? It's like, I have to be 
in this religion. Yeah, there's no option. But I want to die. Right. To do it. Yeah, it's it's one or the other because there's no option to not be. Right. So I might as well just be dead because I I can't do this. Jasmine, oh, so sorry. Yeah. Wow. Jasmine says, I thought about suicide constantly for two years straight. I felt like I had no control over my life and my future, and I had been trapped in a life someone else was controlling. Oh. That's because you were. Resonates with me. Yeah. Yep. Oof. That's terrible. She says, I knew that I couldn't smoke or drink and still go to the temple, but I needed something to take the edge off. I started cutting. And unfortunately, it felt awesome. Yeah, not uncommon, by the way. Oh, my God. And isn't that insane, the way of thinking that, well, I I can't drink Mm -hmm. and I can't smoke or I can't go to the temple. So what can I do to relieve this pain? Like, that is a better option than fucking having a cigarette once in a while or drinking a 4% beer. Like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck, Temple? Mm, I know. Mm -hmm. Jasmine says, I would cut when I was angry and needed to relax. I would cut when I couldn't feel anything and wanted to feel something. I would cut when the thoughts just wouldn't stop. Mm, That's rough. I know. She says, I have a big mouth and struggle to hide stuff. So my family and friends found out quickly. By this time, I was addicted. So Jasmine was addicted to cutting Mm -hmm. at this point. I thought about hurting myself all the time, and it didn't always come from a place of self-hatred. It gave me a false sense of power and control. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's something that she could control. She had never had any power or control. Right. It's something that she could dictate. Mm -hmm. My parents found me a therapist and were very loving and supportive when it came to my mental health. They still are. In time, I was able to stop cutting, but my struggles with the church didn't stop. Well, that's because the church didn't change. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, yeah. Yeah. No, the expectations and you're not good enough, all the stuff we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. Just because you have, through therapy, found a way to, I guess, deal with it better, it's still there. I mean— The expectations who, don't change. Who really thrives in this environment except mm. for, like, patriarchs on the fast track up to profit dumb? Yeah, it's true. I don't know mm. who else is benefiting from this thing. Jasmine says— I found my way out of the church, as most people do, through ex-Mormon podcasts, research, and the support of other people who had left. It broke my mother's heart, and we had some arguments and difficult conversations when I was in the process of leaving. Mm -hmm. I finally wrote her and my father a letter explaining how the mission had really gone and explaining some of the underlying motives for my cutting. I told them that one day I came home from class at BYU, locked myself in my apartment, and put a belt around my neck. Fuck. Yeah. I told them a friend of mine tried hanging himself after his mission due to his feeling of inadequacy. While they want me to come back to church, they have been very loving and supportive over the years. Isn't that so, you know, okay, I'm interrupting, of course. Props Mm -hmm. to your parents for still loving and supporting you, but the fact that they still want you to come back to the place that drove you to want to take your own life Right. What the fuck, mom and dad? Let's go. Come on. Get your shit together. Look, just fuck. Why why would you want something that for your kid that brings so much pain and hardship? Because you don't think that it should. If the kid would somehow change, if the kid would somehow embrace it, if the kid would be forgiven, if the kid, if the kid, if the kid. This is about the kid needing to change and come back to church because that's the only way to be happy. Okay. What if you had a kid that was like, I hate baseball? I hate it. I stand up there. It's hot. 
I don't know how to catch the ball. I get made fun of when I'm at bat. I just hate it. I well, just hate it, hate yeah, it, hate I it. wouldn't make them do it. Exactly. However, that has nothing to do with your eternal salvation. Well, no, but would you tell your kid, suck it up, kid. You got to be on the team anyway. Of course not. But in a, in a Mormon parent's view, they're losing their child for eternity mm-hmm. if they don't suck it up and come back to church. <laughs> so fucked up. Because it's a lie. Yeah. Ugh. It's complicated, I know. But mm-hmm. you know what? Putting your children's needs before your own in a situation like that has got to be really challenging. So I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast Mm -hmm. about parenting recently, Mm -hmm. and she said something to the effect of, instead of molding your kids to be who you want them to be, give them space for them to tell you who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So— this idea, why do we feel like we need to mold kids in our image? Like, um, why is that a thing? Why can't we I just think, let them be individuals? Sure, I think that can be a thing across the board of all parents. Can can be a thing. Shouldn't. Yeah, I just shouldn't did you. Mm-hmm. Can be. But when you go into cults, the cults are where it's at to say, you need to be just like me because I have the truth. Anything else is wrong. Anything else, you go to hell. Anything else, we're not together for eternity. It's so fucked up. And I also wonder if it's even a little deeper than that. So you have this child coming to you and saying, this place that you love and hold dear and revere gives me trauma, makes me want to die, makes me want to injure myself. So in a way, it sheds light on their choice. Like Mm -hmm. the parent could be like, well, gosh, what's wrong with me that I chose this fucked up thing? That can't be I don't think that's what happens. I think there's just this pressure to keep your kids in the church. You know, Mm -hmm. as far as processing why they don't want to be there, or it doesn't matter. It's you keep them in the church, period, end of story. Wow. I know if I would have been in the same situation of Jasmine O and told my parents, Mm -hmm. they would have thought that I was overreacting. Yeah. um, That I was trying to get attention, um, that I was trying to get out of doing my duties as a Mormon woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see them being okay with me not going to church. It would be, okay, um, wow, I'm sorry you're going through this. Let's figure out a way to get you back to church. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. God, it sucks. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up this letter. Jasmine okay. says— uh, they've been very loving and supportive over the years, except they won't let me and my boyfriend sleep in the same room when we stay over during the holidays. <laughs> she <Duh>. says, <laughs> she says that's super fucking annoying and stupid, but hey, you can't win them all. That's right. Also, do they think I want to fuck my boyfriend <laughs> in a room with no lock on the door? Oh, God, Knowing no. that all my siblings and their kids are in the house, too? Ew, I could not ever have sex in, <laughs> in my parents, God. your Poor mom. Like, no, no, Mm -mm. no, no. Talk about a major turnoff. Yeah, I know. She says, I just want to wake up next to the love of my life on Christmas morning. Sorry. No can do. Yeah. Okay. She says, anyway, this is probably too long for you guys to read on the podcast. Clearly, it's not too long. It's not too long. Just took us over a year to get to it. She says, I'm doing better now. Good. Around the same time I left the church, I decided to pursue a career as a funeral director. Wow. That's interesting. Very cool. I'm in the process of getting licensed now. Do you think she's licensed now? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it takes a year and a half. I Uh, I could be wrong. Unless COVID makes it tough. Who knows? Jasmine O needs to get back with us and tell us if she's now a funeral director. There you go. She says, I've been with my current boyfriend for five years and love him to death. Is Mm -hmm. life perfect now that I've left? No, but at least it's authentic. 
There it is. There's your A word. That's what matters. There you go. Thank you, Jasmine, for writing in. Thank you, Jasmine. If you would like to send us a letter, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get to you. <laughs> and get in touch. Yeah, we'll eventually might get to you. Again, we read them all. It just takes us forever to get back to them. We got, uh, we're very busy. But Correct. we appreciate every single one that comes in. Speaking of appreciating yes. shit that people send us, Paige Harden. That's right. I'm throwing both names out. Damn. She sent us a birthday gift. So sometime in June it came. Mm -hmm. And we're losers and rarely go to the post office box. She kept bugging me like, you need to go check your mail. You need to go check your mail. (laughs) Finally, she was like, go check your mail, Michelle. Like she called me. She she michelle you. She michelle me. It's my (laughs) given name. I was like, fuck. Okay. So I left work, checked the mail. The gift was so fucking Awesome. You guys uh-huh. know those little um, rings with trinkets that you can put on your wine, wine glasses? Charms. Wine charms. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Or rings with trinkets, trinkets that you put on wine. Why say one word when you could say 25? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wordy. Uh-huh. Um, but she made, like handmade a she bunch did. of them that were specific to certain things. There's a better word. From our podcast. Like <laughs> subject matters. Thank maybe? you. There it is. Subject matters. So let me let me get this up. We need to, you know what we should do for the art for this podcast is we should take a picture of them and oh, put them oh, um, for sure. This on Facebook. On. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So oh, here's, she include a note? Of course she did. Oh. Page kicks ass. And there's the stationery is a little picture of a kitty. <laughs> um, happy birthday month, Mary and Shelley, as I'm barely opening this um, in almost mm-hmm, August. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with wine charms, they're little trinkets you can hook on the stem of your wine or martini glass to mark which one is yours. I recently started making them just as a hobby and decided it's your turn to benefit. That's I awesome. made some classic LDL Icons. That's the word. Icons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. There's one that's flipping off the Mormon temple. It's literally a tiny temple <laughs> with a big hand flipping it off. Big middle finger. Do I want to? I think I'll put that one on my first wine glass. Next, <laughs> temple mints. There's a bowl of temple mints. And you guys, they're so detailed. Oh, the mints. Yeah. It, no, all of it. Oh, it's for amazing. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's not just like some some mush of Play-Doh. It's, it's right on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to know what this building material was. Is it Play-Doh that you Oh, I don't used, know. I think there was different. There's one that looked like, like popsicle sticks and there's some that looked like, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll ask her. continue going down your list. Okay. Next, a toaster oven. Oh, yeah. That was fucking badass. I'm, but she also says, I'm Team Shelly. Boom! Well, then I'm surprised she didn't make a toaster. Well, maybe that's your trinket that you put on <laughs> wine glasses. Um, then she did a lounge chair. Because Jesus wants me for a lounge chair. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there was also a plate with tangy pork chops. <laughs> This is so great. I know. Uh, then is the Sleepy Shorts. There's like a oh, yeah. pair of Sleepy Shorts um, boxers. Boxers, yeah, for the logo. So, these the all shorts. look exactly like the I things, know, you guys. Amazing. I'm telling you. It's amazing. Mary's junk food platter, which is oh, like a school yeah. tray, including pistachios, <laughs> carrot sticks, some hummus. Uh-huh. I know. All the best <laughs> junk foods. That was a funny-ass episode. <laughs> that was funny. Um, there's a sewing machine because, you know, there's a sewing addiction going around. Well, also, I was I took that as the Trek episode uh, where you have to sew bonnets and shit. Could be. Either mm-hmm. way, the sewing machine probably is... probably for the sewing addiction. Yeah. It's even got a pokey sewing needle. <laughs> like, be careful. Pokey. Wow. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, then Shelly's Roadcast Milkshake. Oh, the Arby, the free Arby's milkshake. Yes, the, the, the Andy's mint, mint. Chocolate chip mint cho- something? No, not chip. I don't like chips, chocolate chips in my... Oh. It was like one of those Andy's mint shakes. Okay. Anyway, the free one, meaning we drove off before we paid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> uh-huh. And then finally, Pirate God. Pirate God. By the way, um, Paige claims, and I believe her, she says, I was the one who requested that segment. Yeah, Pirate God reading from the Book of Mormon, for sure it was Paige. Oh, mm-hmm. it was? 
Yeah. Well, Paige, not a liar. Awesome. We already gave her credit for it on that first episode. Shit. And you tried to take credit for it, as I recall. I mean, that would be what I do. <laughs> anyway, these are brilliant. They're so and great. amazing. Reminder to all of you out here, if you send us shit, tell us. Yeah, we don't check the snail mailbox very frequently. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, we got a post office box for LDL shit, mm-hmm. and we rarely go there. So, um, so give us a heads up. Yes. But, but Paige, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah, you, thank, thank you. you so we much. We felt so special. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what else I was thinking? Sometimes I'll get like a tabletop Christmas tree mm-hmm. at the holidays. Just it's easier to decorate. Oh, they could be ornaments. These would be perfect. Oh my God, it'll be an LDL holiday tree. I love it. Fuck yeah. And then yeah. when we're drinking, we just take one off and put it on our <laughs> wine. Put it back. I love it. I love it. Paige, you're giving us so much shit to do. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much, Paige. That's so great. Uh, if you would like to send us any snail mail, also visit the contact page at our website, mm-hmm. latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Boom. Okay, we're going to take our final commercial break. When we get back, Pirate God is going to read from the no Book shit. of Mormon. Boom. Because the Book of Mormon, that's some good that's literature special. right there. That's sure good shit. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spot the typos, everybody. Spot the typos. <laughs> okay, be right back. Okay, we're back for that segment known as Shiver Me Scriptures. <laughs> I forgot it. I forgot that's the intro for the segment, and so that was fun for me. <laughs> well, I always do like hand gestures. Yeah, and I wish shit. you. I wish y'all could watch this. She when she talks pirate, it's like both hands are in the air with fingers pointing up in the air. I don't know. What and that she kind of wrote. Like, she like swivels her shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> what is this supposed to be? My like cutlass like, or something? What's a cutlass? Oh, like a gun. Like, that, yeah. by the way, was an old person word. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. This is second Nephi 4, 27 through 35. Here we go. And why should I yield to sin? Because of my flesh? Yay! Why should I give away to temptations that the evil one has placed in me heart to destroy me peace and afflict my soul? Well, there was actually a question mark after that because oh. later in this whatever chapter, there's a bunch of questions uh, that are followed by exclamation points. Well, that's stupid. And by the way, this Who puts is exclamation points in a biblical reading type of thing. I don't well, remember any. Ex- what's your name? <laughs> That's See? a question. Yeah, but I this I exclaimed it. <laughs> I don't remember seeing any exclamation points in the Bible. Are there? Did I they know about no those idea. back then? I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's even a semicolon in here. Oh shit. Well, maybe like, maybe Nephi was on the angry. Plates. I don't think semicolons were on the golden plates. Uh, yeah. It's, it's all fake. There were no golden plates, people. <laughs> All right, let's see what else is going on in here. So he's basically blaming some like evil spirit in his brain making him want to do bad things with his flesh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pirate God's angry right now. Ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why am I angry? Because of my enemy. Who's your enemy, Pirate God? <laughs> People who's going to uh, take vengeance on. Scurvy! Always. <laughs> this is me and me. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Pirate God says, Awake, my soul. No longer droop in sin. No droopy penis. <laughs> I hate that drooping soul. Yeah. I think you can just take some soul Viagra. Oh. And maybe that'll perk right up. It should, but if it stays perked up for more than four hours, you're going to have to go (laughs) to the hospital. You might want to call a physician. (laughs) (laughs) Rejoice, oh, me heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. 
Do not anger again because of mine enemies. Do not slacken my strength because of mine afflictions. So by enemies, we're talking about scurvy. Like scurvy! <laughs> it's the worst affliction of them all! Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Pirate God. Um, I don't think I'm going to read the rest of this because it's really long and boring. Wait, that's the entire Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. This thing is so stupid. Yeah, the only other thing I want to read is this one part in just regular voice. Uh, it says, O oh Lord, I have trusted in thee, and I will trust in thee forever. I will not put my trust in the arm of flesh. For I know that cursed is he that putteth his trust in the arm of flesh. <laughs> what I mean, that what mean? else is your arm made out of? <laughs> the arm of flesh. Does it mean like humans? God doesn't have a fleshy arm. Although in Mormon belief, God does have a flesh <laughs> That's arm. That's true. Why just mm. the arm of flesh? I mean. What about the foot of flesh? Fleshy foot. Foot fetish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what this means. 100%. 100%. Get your mind out of the gutter, Shelly! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Pirate God. <laughs> All right, this Book of Mormon thing, I don't even know what to say about this damn Book of Mormon. Uh, how about you're starting to think <laughs> it's all fake? <laughs> that could be. And stupid. Yep, and stupid, for sure. Stupid. And long and boring. Oh, the longest and the boringest. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, Pirate God reads from the Book of Mormon, whether Love you like it. it or not. We'll hit mm-hmm. some patrons next week. Yeah, we are out of time. That happened. It does happen. It does. It happened once again. Let's thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. And sometimes for what was that other thing, Dan? Pulling does? it out. Pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Mm-mm. Okay. Remember, everybody, steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye.